Hi, I'm Marta Kristen, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond as we journey into the world of entertainment. And this is episode 405 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, and our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have... She was a mermaid in the movie Beach Blanket Bingo, and... She was Judy Robinson in Lost in Space. Mata Kristen is going to be joining us here at On Screen and Beyond, and she's got a lot to talk about, a lot of fun stuff. So uh, we'll get into that in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And on uh, April 16th, she is going to be at the Ream Theater in Moraga, California, and they're going to be having a tribute to Irwin Allen, and they're going to be showing some uh, episodes of some of his TV shows. And Mata Kristen is going to be there. And Gary Conway, who was on Land of the Giants, is going to be there. So if you're out there in the San Francisco Bay Area, be sure to go to Moraga, California at the Ream Theater on April 16th and see those people right there. It's going to be a good time, so be sure to check it out. Well, let's get right into it. We've got a lot coming your way this week on On Screen and Beyond. So Remake Madness is next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, it looks like on September 23rd, that's the release date of The Magnificent Seven. And the remake, of course, has Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, and Ethan Hawke in it. And the Looney Tunes character Speedy Gonzalez is going from the small screen to the big screen in Speedy. That's going to be a new one coming your way. And the 80s sci-fi movie Starman is headed for a remake by the director of the Night of the Museum movies. See what he does with that. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Look for LeBron James to appear in a comedy about the NBA draft. Now, James' production company is uh, the one in charge of this whole thing. They've acquired the uh, rights to the story, so uh, that'll be something I'm sure he'll be poking his... uh, his face into, so uh, it'll bring a little notoriety to it. And uh, Joe McHale will be playing Chevy Chase in a Netflix movie, and it's about the founding of National Lampoon, and the film is called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. And look for Bradley Cooper. He's going to be starring in Deeper. That's a sci-fi thriller about a disgraced astronaut who turns his sights on exploring the ocean bottom. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels at Sequel City on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. 
FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, on June 16th, 2017, that's the release date of Kingsman, The Golden Circle, which, the, uh, of course, is the sequel to The Kingsman, The Secret Service. And a writer has been hired for The Edge of Tomorrow 2 with Tom Cruise. And the writer hired was also the writer of the Jesse Owen biopic, Race. And you can look for rock icon Sir Paul McCartney. He's going to be having a role in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, July 12th. Look for E.G. Marshall and Robert Reed to star in The Defenders Season 1 on DVD in a nine-disc set. And The Walking Dead, the complete sixth season, will uh, shoot its way into stores on August 23rd on Blu-ray and DVD. And, of course, that's uh, fresh off the ending that uh, everybody's wondering who got whacked at the end of that one. So we'll find out in October, I'm sure. And on June 14th, that's going to be bringing us Star Trek, the complete series, Epic Pack on Blu-ray. It stars William Shatner, of course. And Leonard Nimoy. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? (laughs) Movies on DVD. Hail Caesar with George Clooney will come our way on June 7th. And the hit surprise movie, Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, will land in stores on May 10th. And Gods of Egypt, starring Gerard Butler, hit stores on May 31st. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment time. TV and Entertainment time. Well, it's that time when uh, they start uh, renewing shows. So Fox has renewed Lucifer for another season, and NBC has renewed Grimm for another season. And you can look for Sir Elton John to make an appearance on Nashville on ABC in May. That's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! (laughs) Celebrity Birthdays. Well, on April 12th, David Letterman. He turned 69. Ed O'Neill turned 70. April 13th, Ron Perlman and Beauty and the Beast guy turned 66. Tony Dow, he's turning 71 from Leave it to Beaver. And on April 14th, Loretta Lynn turns 84. And Brad Garrett, Raymond's brother, turns 56. April 15th, Seth Rogen turns 34. And on April 16th, Martin Lawrence turns 51. And John Cryer, he turns 51 also. And on April 17th, it's Jennifer Gardner, and she's turning 44. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, April 15th, Gwendolyn C. of Liverpool will be turning 41. If you, a friend, or a relative are having a birthday, send the information to us here at On Screen and Beyond. Just send it to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll get that information, and we will all wish you, your friend, or relative, whatever, a very happy birthday. 
That's it for birthdays here at On Screen and Beyond. And it is time for our interview with Marta Kristen. And Marta is, uh, of course, uh, an actress who has done loads and loads and loads of things. Uh, but some of the ones we most remember her for are her role as Lorelei in the Beach Blanket Bingo movies. Now, those were those were a lot of fun movies. And uh, every time they're on, I got to tell you, I, you know, I got to watch it. It's something that just, just lures me in. And uh, she's a big part of Beach Blanket Bingo. She played the mermaid. And, uh, of course, who can forget her as Judy Robinson on Lost in Space. And uh, she's going to tell us a whole lot about all of that stuff. It's coming up next. Marta Kristen, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who we remember for her role as Judy on Lost in Space. And on April 16th, she will be at the New Ream Theater in Moraga, California. It's Mata Kristen. Mata, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you very much. I, um, I'm honored and, and uh, glad to be talking with you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I've had the opportunity to... Uh, speak to a couple of your other people who were on Lost in Space, so uh, I, I, was, I was so glad that I was finally able to get to, and like we were talking before we got on the air that uh, uh, we had, many years ago, we had the opportunity and I was going to try to get you, but you kept winning at poker, so... Oh, yes. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, but I had some lovely gentlemen telling me exactly what to do uh, until I started winning. <laughs> but it was a charity. I figured, what the heck? But uh, you know, they began to look at me like I was some kind of what? What is it called? Or, the ruse or the that was you know? Right. Yeah. You 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 were <laughs> tricking them. Yeah. Whatever they were. Yeah. So, who is she? Wait a minute. <laughs> But I do love games, so that was uh, probably part of it. I began to really enjoy myself and get, you know, I began to understand what uh, was going on. Mm -hmm. Well, this time it's going to be at the New Ream Theater in Maraca, California, that's going to be on April 16th. And uh, I don't believe you've been to the theater, have you? I have not, and uh, I haven't been to Moraga, so I've got a a twofer here. Well, this, Um, I'll tell you, it's a beautiful theater. It's one of those old theaters. Oh, I love those. Of course, we have a few here in Hollywood, but uh, it's the smaller theaters that are little gems, the jewels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... um, so you're going to be there, and it's a, a, a night of Irwin Allen, or a couple of days, actually, they're going to be playing things. And you're going to be there, and Gary Conway from the Land of the Giants is going to be there. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I heard that. And um, we both we have something in common. We're both artists. Oh, really? Yes. And uh, from what I understand, he, he's a painter, and I'm a painter as well. Huh. So uh, that'll be interesting to talk with him about that. Yeah. How long have you been a painter? I've you know, painted a good good deal of my life, um, you know, on and off when I've had time, and I'm just beginning to um, start um, a new career in selling in selling my paintings. Really? So yeah, so I'm uh, I mean I was very nervous about it at first because um, you know you have a feeling that uh, you know you spend a long time at least I spend about six months on each painting and and uh, it's. Uh, 
and it's and it's private in in many ways. Uh, but they should paint, you know, as a as a communicator, they should be out into the world. And um, I went to um, uh, lunch a, a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago, actually, and um, uh, I was looking at a gallery and in a, in the window of a gallery, and I said, "Oh, wow, what beautiful prints!" And I heard inside, "Come in!" And I did. And uh, the man was uh, the owner of the gallery. He was a master printer, and he does Chris Carter and Chuck Arnoldi, and I mean some really top people. And, and Blake Edwards, he did some of his prints. And um, uh, anyway, I started talking with him, and he, you know, said I would, you know, he'd be delighted. He and his wife, who's an artist, would be delighted to mentor me. And uh, you know, I said, "Wow." This is this is just sort of fell into my lap. This is uh, what a gift, and um, and I knew that was the case. The universe was telling me something when I got into my car. I turned on my radio, and the first words I heard was were, um, "It's never too late to start something new." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Oh, okay, all right, I heard you. <laughs> I got it." <laughs> But um, of course, I've you know I've been acting for so many years, and I and I've loved doing that, and that's really been my prime um, creative uh, uh, you know, agenda, and and and, uh, uh, and 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 in fact, I coach young actors, and I've done theater, and I started a theater co- well, I helped start a theater company. I was a founding member of a theater company uh, in here in Los Angeles that that went on to do very very well, and um, called West Coast Ensemble. And um, so it's, uh, you know, it's it, 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 being creative, it, it, if you're creative in one area, you tend to be creative in another. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some people say, oh, I can't paint. But then when I will say to them, oh, yes, you can. Just sit down. What do you, okay, I'm going to give you a feeling. Paint that feeling. And, uh, and they'll do an astounding piece of work. And, uh, you know, so it's, you know, again, it's it's just one, you know, one step from one to the other. Yeah. And um, uh, so. So so, uh, what is your style? What what would you say your style is? More realistic, uh, non real? I, I don't know the the terms. You know, but, but well, it's it's a bit fantastical, which is appropriate for you know the show. Mm-hmm. For space. Um, what I do is I do layering of oil pastels. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I will scratch images on on them. Oh. And uh, I never quite, I, I have an idea of what I'm going to do, but I do a lot of, are you familiar with M.C. Escher? No. Oh, well, he, he um, was an artist who did, uh, um, how do you say, like illusions of, of, like you would think that birds were flying in one direction, but, in, but they're flying in both directions. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I do. I, I sort of took that theme, and um, and uh, so my birds go. I do. I do a variety of, of, of things, but the birds sort of go in and out of uh, uh, negative to positive, and then I do a painting within a painting. And you know, as I said, it takes about six months to do wow. uh, because it's very uh, intricate, and. Um, and I use uh, templates that I make myself, but each bird is done separately because I want the life of each bird to to uh, be present. And you, and as I said, you know the colors that are the base 
of the um, of the oil pastels on 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 top of the canvas. When you scratch through, they 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 it's a surprise. I mean, it, it, art has a life of its own, as you know, and um, it you know it's weird because. Uh, well, it's like um, uh, Michelangelo said that it's it's in, it's already there in the marble, it's already there in the stone. It, you just have to find it, and uh, and you know it's it's sort of like uh, someone else directing your hand in in your mind and in. I mean, it's not that that sounds weird, but but it does sort of take on a life of its own. And uh, and and I'm always surprised at what I do because they're some are some are rather dark. Actually, I did did one painting where um, I had a terrible car accident and uh, I was just in ter- just in despair. And uh, Clint Eastwood talked um, in a show about jazz on PBS. Uh, said a, a, a Bessie Smith. Uh, Saying, and that was that um, an arrow pierced my wound so deep I could not even feel, and that's how I felt. Mm. And um, because I almost died, and and and, uh, um, and so I did a painting on that, and I used, and I have birds flying, diving into an ocean, a dark um, ocean. And, but <laughs> a friend of ours who was um, who was uh, with the appellate division of the. Uh, um, uh, California um, Attorney General's office, who is—I mean—he handles the worst, horrible cases, you know, murder by torture and all that, and um, to, keep, to keep people in uh, jail. Um, he looked at it and he said, "You know, if you turn it around, the birds are flying up into the sky," <laughs> <laughs> and and he said, "You know, you could find something else," and so. For a while, I've been thinking, you know, that's, I don't know whether that's, you know, too um, uh, uh, contrived, but then I found a Rumi saying that um, it's the wound is the place where light enters. And I thought, well, I could use that. I could turn that painting around and do that mm-hmm. so people would have a choice which way they wanted to look at the world. Yeah, it's like, is the glass half full or half empty? You know? Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, you know, so so my paintings have, you know, a little bit of an edge to it and a little bit of interest, I think. And um, the print that uh, Toby Michael did for me is so beautiful. I'm just, I'm, I'm just so pleased and, 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 um. Uh, it's, uh, to me, it's almost better than the than the paint the oil painting because it's on paper and on archival paper. And but it is so magnificent. He just did this amazing job. He caught the depth. He caught the color. He caught um, he just caught everything in the wow. in the painting. And um, so we'll see. We'll see. I already have seven friends who <laughs> who have uh, who have bought bought them. So oh, you know. Wow. So we'll see. You know, I'm going to put them online, and we'll we'll see. I I don't want to feel. I don't want people to feel pressured into buying it. I just want them to buy it because they think it's beautiful or they right, they yeah. think it's interesting. Yeah. Is this now? Are these are there pictures of these online now, or um, are you working I'm, on getting a site up? I'm just just now putting it. Uh, it's on my website, martakristen.com, and it's um, and I'm going to put it 
on, um, well, I have to go on Facebook and I have to do a whole um, presentation for it. And um, uh, I've just, we've just had a holy week at our, you know, through Easter. And so I'm just sort of recuperating from that because I'm very involved in, uh, in uh, my church. And um, so I'm, uh, 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 so I'm just sort of uh, now getting back to my computer and mm-hmm. sitting down and that I want to be thoughtful about what I write. And um, and then then I'll go on Shopify and you know I've, I'm terrible at all that stuff but my my twenty uh, one year old granddaughter will will <laughs> said she'll be sitting by my side. <laughs> it's always good to have them there. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it, it. You know it sounds me. It takes me a half an hour to figure out something and and, and uh, she just goes oh come on let me do it you know and she sits in the chair and she goes oh, and then it's done and it's it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I just have to take some classes. That's all. Mm-hmm. No. You know, it just. It takes time. Yes, that's the trouble. It's always yeah. time. Yeah. It, it's, as far as your painting, is is this something you were, you were, took classes on, or did you just come about it and see something and say, wow, I'm going to try that, and then you just did it? Well, you know, I never took classes. Um, I took a class in creative writing and uh, creative journal, and from that um, I started doing uh, uh, art. I started, you know, I was writing, and I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do um, a painting on that, and uh, so it sort of it evolved from writing <clears throat> to painting. And um, so, what's interesting is that uh, I, I really should take a class in materials. In but what I do is I will do um, uh, I'll do a painting, and then. I will realize that I've made a mistake in, with the materials, but then it becomes something else, you know. Then I, I, I correct it, and, 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 and as I said, it you know, has a life of its own. I mean, I, I know oil pastels. It's not difficult. I know canvases. I know how to prep a canvas. And, and um, uh, so that's, that's not my difficulty, but it would probably be helpful if I knew how to use, uh, you know, linseed oils and... Right, uh, yeah. You know, thinners of various kinds, and mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I would like to try some watercolors. But again, I'm not, I'm not a good. I don't draw well, but what I do is uh, I do colors and feelings well, and mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, I'm 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 good at. Um, I think I'm good anyway at uh, finding. Uh, Finding an emotion, bringing an emotion to a, a painting, and and people will look at it, and and it's not just a pretty painting. It has other depths, other meanings to it, and uh, and uh, and you have to look at my paintings for a long time before you really see what's going on, and that that's the fun part about it. So there's a there's a little bit of a, a surprise and an edge to it. Well, that, and that's the thing. Is it, sometimes if you take a, a class or something like that, the person teaching you is going to want to teach you their way. And sometimes it's better just to learn the basics so you know what you're doing, like you say, with the mixings and the things like that. But then when you do it on your own, it's it's you, not them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have a friend who's a wonderful artist and has taken many, many classes. And I mean, she's she is just spectacular in terms of doing portraits. And she can—I mean—that's a whole another whole another way of painting. And she always says to me, "Oh, you—you you are the artist 
because you're so open and free and because she's so meticulous about everything. And I said, but no one, it takes such talent to uh, find um, the person in a portrait, to find out who they really are and to express that. So, you know, it's, it's I, I always tell her it's apples and oranges, but she, but I, I just love that she, you know, she says that, uh, you know, that I'm uh, a good artist mm-hmm. and, and yeah. uh, because I, I admire her, her work so much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's great. Now, I, I want to take you back to the beginning of your acting. Yes. Do you remember what your first role on either TV or in a movie was? Well, it wasn't. T- well, my first role was when I got. I was adopted when I was five from Norway. Mm-hmm. I got off the airplane and I walked to my new parents like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> 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 and it never. It didn't stop. It just continued on after that. Oh. Um, uh, I. You know. I took my parents really. My beautiful, wonderful adopted parents. Um, really saw that um, I had this great interest in, uh, I think it was really pretending mm-hmm. not to not to be so worried. So I would, um, I would act, you know, I would, I would dance, I would sing, I would, uh, you know, oh, love me, love me, love me. <laughs> and, um, uh, but it, it, it gave me an outlet to uh, when I was a young person, a child, to uh, you know, to to pretend and to have this wonderful fantasy life, and so um, I did a lot of theater. I did a lot of musicals. I did um, uh, Detroit. Uh, um, uh, my dad taught at Wayne State in Detroit, and um, uh, he taught philosophy there. And, and so he got me into the children's theater there. And, and, uh, I mean, we did all kinds of wonderful pieces and, and then Willoway Theater. And then we came out here to California. Uh, he took a sabbatical from where he was from, from Wayne State and, uh, to write a book. Um, and, uh, Jimmy Harris, the producer of Lolita came up to me in a delicatessen of all Jewish delicatessen in Santa Monica of all places. And, um, of course I, from the Midwest, I was eating spaghetti and (laughs) I should have been eating pastrami (laughs) because they really had good ones, good sandwiches. But, um, he said, are you interested in acting? You know, he said, excuse me, I'm Jimmy Harris, James Harris, the producer and, and, and when he asked me the question, are you interested in acting? I said, I've never been interested in anything else. Hmm. And uh, so uh, he uh, he said he was producing Lolita, and I said I, I hadn't heard of the book, but uh, he asked me to uh, read it and take it to my parents. And, of course, Lolita, uh, my parents said, no, no, <laughs> that wouldn't be quite appropriate, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but... He was so kind and so, um, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know why, I think he saw in me something, a light of some kind. And, and uh, he got me an agent, and I mean, I didn't see him much after that. I think we met with, you know, for lunch with him, with my parents. Um, but he got me, as I said, an agent, and, he, and I started working immediately. And I sort of became the ingenue. Of that era, and um, and then of course eventually I got into Lost in Space. Right. But the first project I did was a Loretta Young show, oh, okay. where I played the 
daughter of two alcoholics. And I had like a four-page monologue um, at a, um, an, uh, an AA, well, it's uh, the uh, family of, of AA um, members. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I, and I, you know, uh, it was just startling how I was able to do, you know, without any problem, just go ahead and just, yep, get up there and just do it. And from that, I just started working on my three sons and, you know, the typical uh, shows of that era for a teenager, Leave it to Beaver, and um, and I did a movie, Savage Sam, at Walt Disney uh, Studios. Uh, met Walt Disney, sat and had lunch with him. Really? Uh, How was that? And my mother. <laughs> How was that? Do you, I mean, you, I'm sure was you terrified. knew who he was. <laughs> you know, I, mean. I, was, I was, like, terrified. Yeah, I was so nervous, I choked on a piece of bread, I remembered. I, and, and he was so sweet, he smiled and said, it's all right, don't worry, you know. <laughs> As I'm croaking, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, my mother just, you know, tapped my back and, and gave me some water, and I was fine. But, but uh, uh, the movie was—I just loved being outdoors because I loved horses, and um, and uh, I mean, I've always been an outdoors. Tom, I was a tomboy when I was a kid, and and um, uh, so. M- we were outdoors for the whole movie, and uh, in fact, somebody just told me that they, I trained for a month uh, to, uh, even though I rode horses, um, I trained to ride this um, uh, horse that, that um, uh, what do you call it, you know, reared up, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and then I trained in a ring over and over, because they wanted to make sure that everything would be all right, and that I worked with the same horse that I would be Use, that would would be given to me on on the um, on on the shoot, and so um, I I had just I just had the most wonderful time. The cowboys, the um, they they were. <laughs> I just fell in love with all of them, and they were just these rough guys who you know I mean they would be kicking the horse. I mean. I didn't like that because, but but they just really got them in line. And on when I'd go to work on Monday, they'd all be like, you know, beaten up. <laughs> they'd gone to the bars on the weekends and all gotten into fights. And but I don't know. I just I, I found them fascinating. And um, uh, you know, and they were stunt stunt uh, cowboys uh, that uh, showed me how to, well. Uh, uh, They'd be riding, and then they'd pick me up and throw me behind their um, uh, behind them on, on the uh, on the horse. And I mean, I, I, I you know, I was just in heaven. I'm and, surprised they didn't use stunt doubles for that. No, they didn't. Wow. Oh, they did. They had a stunt double for me, but uh, you know, I said oh, I can do that. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and so they, I guess they, you know, they used her on really rough stuff. But mm, yeah, uh, when they yeah. were riding, in a, you know, uh, in a group. And and diving off into into water and right. things like that, that in the horse on the horse, which I you know I I was glad that they didn't have me do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then I did beach blanket bingo. I mean, all the greats. Mm-hmm. Uh, beach blanket bingo actually was uh, again um, uh, interesting in in my career because I had always been fascinated by the mermaid Hans Christian Andersen's. Uh, mermaid, uh, and and, um, and so here I was playing one, and um, I again it was 
uh, a role that needed a lot of um, uh, physical strength because I had to be out in the ocean a lot. And uh, and it was in November, and it was cold. Oh, and, uh, you know, I would hear um, the director calling out the megaphone, Smile! Marta, smile! <laughs> I was now, thinking, were, were you, you come out here and smile. <laughs> were you actually in the mermaid thing when you were out there, so you, it was hard to, to swim? or did No, no, I no, I didn't have a tail on. Oh, so they, <laughs> no. as you came in, they'd cut and, and right. piece it in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, well, that's what I figured, but, I, you know, you never know. <laughs> no, you never know. No, that would have been very dangerous because it was very heavy. And uh, and I only used that uh, when we were on um, um, in the studio mm-hmm. in a pool in the studio. Yeah. And uh, because that was it was too dangerous because it was very the seas were rough and it was cold <clears throat> and they had one man in a wetsuit behind a rock where I was supposed to be swimming in front of and and um, and uh, then I had pasties on you know and of course they fell off and I said oh I don't do I care <laughs> I'm freezing <laughs> just get me out of this water but uh, but I'm a good swimmer and strong so yeah. so uh, how did you get that part um. I was just, you know, interviewing, uh, you know, okay. people. Actually, I they just requested me. I didn't, um, it, I got to a point where I really wasn't auditioning. Um, I, as I said, you know, they said, oh, we need, you know, um, a young woman who, uh, oh, Marta Kristen, just call her. Hmm. She's, you know, once they know that you can, that you can, that you're professional, that you are ready when you get on set, that you can do the work, um, you know, they'll use you over and over again. And uh, um, so I, um, I was just asked to do it, and, and yeah. uh, it was an interesting movie, I, you know. Well, it's uh, a classic. You know, it's one of those fun movies. <laughs> it's one of those fun 60s movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah very iconic. <laughs> Pardon? I always enjoyed that movie. Oh, did you? Thank oh, you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Buster Keaton was in that. Yes. I mean, the great Buster Keaton. Oh, my goodness. I mean, when you watch his movies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Lost in Space, it's been, you had, what, last year was it? That was the 50th anniversary? Yes, it was. Yeah, so it's been over 50 years. Did you ever imagine the first day you went on set that 50 years later you would still be talking about that show? It, no, of course not. I didn't have uh, a clue I just knew that um, I was probably one of the luckiest women or girls on the planet, that I was driving at 6 o'clock in the morning to the studio, and um, uh, I actually my call time was 6, 6.30, and uh, they would bring me breakfast. I thought, where am I? Who am I? Well, how did this happen to me? Uh, it's just magic. And... Um, 
uh, I, at first I didn't want to do the show because as I, you know, I was doing all these, I did the first two-parter on television about abortion and about uh, teenage pregnancy with Tony Dow. Wow. And, you know, and I, I really had always considered myself a serious actress. Mm-hmm. And Lost in Space started out quite, you know, in a serious vein. Mm-hmm. And Erwin Allen told me that it was a serious part, and, and he loved me. Um, I, I, and I know why, because when I went to his uh, office just to meet him, um, I was wearing a pink boucle, beautiful boucle suit, and big round gold earrings <laughs> and i think just just that alone he he just loved color he loved you know that kind of mm-hmm. little bling and um and uh and he wanted you know a, a blonde girl who uh who would fit in with the with the rest of the group and um but i you know i had said to him look erwin i know i'm i'm going to just uh, you know, disappear. This is such a big cast. And he said, absolutely not, Marta. You're going to have all these wonderful scenes. You're go- I already have storylines already prepared. And um, he called me for about two weeks every day. He said, Marta, are you ready? And I said, well, I still have to think about it. And then um, I finally thought, oh, I know, I'm going to do it. And, and um, uh uh, my agency was also his agent and um his agency and so uh, uh you know i ended we made a deal you know they wanted to put all these you know from the same agency of course so it would make more money for them and um and they were on me about doing it as well but um i was i was afraid i was frightened that i would because i was doing a lot of work at the time and right. and and some very good work and I really wanted to go to New York and do theater there, that which was which had been my original idea of, uh, when I from Michigan. I was going to go to hopefully Juilliard and, and study there, but um, uh, you know that was not to be. And so um, uh, when I when I was asked to do space, you know, so I eventually did it, and and I just thought, oh, you know, once I gave into the, uh, you know, into the notion that. You're going to do a series, and you know, just give everything you have have to it, because that that's how I do things. And and um, and as I said, I would drive to the studio thinking, here I am, an orphan from Norway, <laughs> and I'm driving to the studio and doing a sci-fi, the the most expensive show on television uh, that had you know, sci-fi show that had had been produced, and. Um, I believe the most expensive uh, pilot that had been done, and um, you know, and I thought, "Wow, Marta, wow, look where you are, little Birgit." That was my my birth name, Birgit, and um, I said, "Wow, amazing," and uh, and it really was stunning. I mean, the pilot is such a a beauty. Um, it is. Um, it uh, it's. it's it has so much tension and energy, and and it's in black and white, and right, and, yeah. and I mean, it, you know, just just the the flashing lights and the uh, the panels that you see, and the the newspaper uh, and the news reporters, and you know, they, I mean, it was just such a and the way it was lit, it was so wonderful. You know, it had a a Fritz Langian uh, uh, feel to it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so, yeah, I thought, wow, all right. 
this is spectacular. And then it ended up talking to, you know, giant vegetables, but <laughs> it, it turned out a little differently than I thought it was going to be. But uh, it's all right, you know. Yeah. I, I sort of I sort of loved that, too. I watch it and I go, oh, that, you know, I'm, I look like I'm really having a good time. I'm, you can see I am smiling on the inside <laughs> when I'm doing those shows. I am just looking out going, this is really so silly, but it's, it's uh, you know, the fantasy world of Irwin Allen. Right, yeah. But like you say, it started off to be a serious show. Um, yeah. But a lot of the 60s shows like that, uh, Man from Uncle and those, they all started off serious, and then they all swerved to the, you know, through the the outrageous stuff sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and and I don't know, I, I don't know if Batman was the thing that made them do that because the producers figured, well, if people like Batman, we're going to go in that direction now or something. Well, I think I think that's probably it. Uh, that and you know, Laughing and right. um, yeah. I guess Laughing came a few years later, but but I you know I think people it, um, it was sort of the pop art. Hmm. Of uh, of the times, and um, it uh, you know uh, everything was changing. Everything was becoming really. Uh, it, there there was so much going. I mean, it was the first time that that um, you know politicians were were being revealed uh, who they were and or who they could be. And there was um, you know the space age. Uh, you know. Um, Space Age program, the um, war, Vietnam War. Um, I mean, so much was going on, and I think that there were needed. There, there was a need for a lightness of some kind, and um, uh, that, that's the only reason I can give. I, you know, Batman was you know very popular. Uh, although we had Star Trek, which you know really right, dealt with that, more yeah. serious issues, mm-hmm. but we had come out of you know Twilight Zone and Outer Limits. Um, you know, which were my favorite shows. Yeah, all great shows. <laughs> great shows. Oh my gosh, wonderful shows. Um, and I have, I, I, you know, I, I don't know why, you know. Well, I mean, we had some really, really good shows that were, um, that, that dealt with uh, family and dealt with, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, survival and, uh, um. And how you know, and 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 about unity, family unity, and I I remember reading a while back about a, a reporter who was asked, "Do you did you like Star Trek or did you like Lost in Space?" And he said, "Well, you're not going to believe this, but I actually liked Lost in Space better because um, there was a one of the shows." Um, where the father and uh, where Guy and 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 Billy had a um, a scene where Guy had the father, um, our father uh, had uh, 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 been taken over by an alien, and he had a helmet on, and that helmet uh, was directing him in what to do, and he was supposed to throw Bill off the cliff, and mm-hmm. I remember and that one, and yes. Bill Bill looks up at him and says, "Can I just say one thing?" and and uh, and uh, uh, Guy says, "Well, okay," and he's, "I love you," and and guy throws off the helmet and and um, you know and that essentially is what the show is about. It you know it has it's about family, it's about caring, it's about 
community. It's about you know um, uh, uh, surviving. It's about but it's about love and yeah. Um, yeah. you know maybe that's taking it. People might think that's taking it a bit far, but I I I I, I believe that. I, yeah. I think that yeah. that's why it lives. You know, we have so many people who come to our shows, the conventions that we do, mm-hmm. and they say you helped me so much. Your show helped me so much when I was a child. A lot of people, you know, is, uh, who had, and, and many people still do, have, you know, issues, family issues, difficulties. And it, 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 our show sort of takes, takes them out of that and into this um, great fantasy. Um, and, and, and it makes them, it allows them to, to sort of live those roles, and um, uh, <laughs> and can you imagine being, I mean, like ten year old, eleven year old boy, you know, watching that show, or uh, teenager watching that show? Oh yeah, and, I, I, I used to watch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, and and what did you think of it? I loved it. I loved the show. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, you know, but I hear so often, uh, you know, the comment that. It was a show that really helped them, helped these young people through their difficult times. In um, and uh, and and even the, I mean, people who didn't have difficult times, they said, "Oh my gosh, we would we would each take a part of the, you know, uh, um, I was Judy, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was Will, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'd we'd be playing Lost in Space in the backyard, and and um, you know, all the alliterations that Jonathan made up, the bubble-headed booty yes. things <laughs> that uh, you know, he he would." Um, the, a, a teacher the next day would say, "Did anyone? Do you watch Lost in Space?" And the kids would say, "Yay!" Okay, so what did this mean, and what did that mean? Because Jonathan would 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 make wonderful sayings mm-hmm. up that uh, you know you you would have to uh, you would have to look up. And, so he did uh, he did ad lib quite a bit. Oh, he ad libbed a lot. What he did was he didn't ad lib, and except he in his writing, he would rewrite a lot of the. Um, a lot of a lot of the uh, his language his his his, his dialogue mm-hmm. um, with with Bill and the and the robot and and um, to and, make it him to to make it him yeah, yeah yeah I learned a lot from him I wow. loved loved Jonathan we had such a good time together he'd go oh, oh Marta he says oh Marta dear Marta <laughs> and uh, we, we would we really had this sort of father daughter relationship and. Um, he, you know, um, he was just—he was funny. He was smart, and he was good. He really worked hard with the crew, and all the crew adored him. And um, you know, he would bring lollipops on Fridays, and uh, hmm. and everybody would, you know, um, tootsie pop, tootsie roll pops, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, he'd hand them out on the set. And he was just a charmer. So, were you all a close, close cast? Um, I. Yes, you know, even though there were quite a, there were, mm, what, seven years difference in some of our ages, and Angela's and mine and, and Bill, um, Bill was a few years younger, um, we still, we all got along very, very well. Uh, June and Guy were, you know, they sort of kept to themselves, but um, they taught me killer scrabble. Uh, they both were very interested in language. And um, and he was Zorro. Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Listen, when I 
I when I found out that he was going to be my father, I almost passed out because uh, Zora was like he was my idol, right? Uh, yeah, and um, and and in fact, I I now have a lovely relationship with uh, his daughter Tony and his uh, son Steve, uh, Guy Junior, mm-hmm. and uh, they are just the most wonderful, warm, smart people. Just they're so classy, and and uh, and, and I know his wife is uh, uh, not real well, not as much as I, not as well as I know his his uh, children. But uh, it's uh, it, you know so, and June Lockhart and I are we talk all the time. We have a, just a great uh, relationship. Uh, when my husband has had his fiftieth birthday, uh, he had always wanted to go on the Goodyear Blimp. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'm going to get him on there. Now, who would I call? June Lockhart is the only person that I ever. I, I, I realized that she was the one because she has she has connections in NASA. She has connections with the press, wow. <laughs> and uh, so I called her, and she said, "Oh, Marta, of course, what a hoot." She said, of course, you know, I'll do this only on one condition. I said, what is that, June? And she said, that you take me with you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so <laughs> Kevin was a, a Catholic big brother, and so we took his his little brother and um, and June, and we drove down on the 405 down south, and Kevin said, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? Because it was a surprise, and... As soon as he saw the Goodyear flip, he said, "You're kidding!" <laughs> and uh, and we had the most wonderful afternoon wow. doing that. Oh, June and, is so sweet. Uh, oh my gosh! I've, I've I wrote a animated movie that's uh, we recorded the voices ten years ago, and I directed June in it, and it's actually being made now as we speak. So oh. <laughs> so, but June is the voice of an owl in the in the film. Really, and it's uh, you know, cause, so we were there for uh, an afternoon, and and I got to know her, and you know, we were, I was directing and thing, and she was, I mean, it, it was like everybody in the in the uh, the studio was was trying to be there at their best behavior because it's like your you know, your grandmother's there you know and you have to be nice you know? but what's so funny is that little do they know that she is a rock and roller really oh my gosh oh yes she was i mean well um she was a huge follower of david bowie i mean she wasn't a groupie or anything mm-hmm, yeah. but she she loved loved rock and roll and uh, I mean, she would come to the set in the most outrageous outfits, and they would be like crocheted bell bottoms <laughs> with a matching top, and I, you know, with tassels, and you know, <laughs> no one, no one would ever have thought that uh, Lassie's mom would be dressed this way. Uh, but she, oh yeah, she was. She she had her own um, old um, uh, uh, fire engine. And uh, uh, she had a house in Brentwood, a wonderful house in Brentwood. And um, I knew her before the show because I dated her husband's son, uh-huh. Lance. Okay. And uh, we went to San Francisco together. And uh, and she, uh, I mean, she had, she she was just astoundingly beautiful, and she still is, as a matter yes, of fact. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, uh, yeah, so we, we we see each other because she, my husband's a, a plaintiff's elder abuse attorney, and, and um, 
I told her, I told June that uh, that he loves to sing. And uh, she said, oh, Marta, she says, I know somebody who... um, who he'll be perfect, a uh, uh, perfect match for singing, and it's a group called Legal Voices, the only legal uh, choir in Los Angeles, I think. <laughs> and um, and uh, so he sings with this group, and they sing at a Disney concert hall. I mean, they wow. sing amazing things. Mm. So um, yeah, they, so but she's the MC. Uh, wow. For for that uh, for the group. Jeez, but yeah, yeah, it was so funny. Like I said, we were all everybody was being their best behavior and everything. Yeah. And June was doing her line, and, and she messed up a line, oh. and then she said something. <laughs> I oh, won't say what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and and all of a sudden, it, it, everybody just cracked up because we were not expecting to hear that come from her. <laughs> Not from Lassie's mom, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and, oh, that's funny. From that point on, it was, you know, everybody was more relaxed, you know. Right, right. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but she I, was so nice. Yeah. Oh, that is funny. Oh, well, I'm I'm so happy that uh, uh, that you've uh, been able to work with her because she's, she's so you know that she's just a lovely oh, yeah. lady. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now, thinking back at the show, Lost in Space, is there a moment... Or, or a couple of moments that you remember from that show specifically because they were so, you know, poignant to you or, or funny or, or whatever, you know, that, that comes to your mind every time you think back at the show. Oh, gosh. It was so, um, it really was, um, oh, it, it, to me it was just, uh, it, it, it it connected to my um, my own um, world of fantasy. Mm-hmm. It connected to um, really wanting to to um, to play. Uh, so, like for instance, when we were all in the chariot and and uh, and <laughs> they're throwing buckets of water on us, and and Irwin Allen has his his bucket of his iron waste paper basket. And he's and then he's got a, a, a big hammer, and and at each time he hits the bottom of the of the waste paper basket, we we all fall one way, and then he hits it again, and we all fall the other, and there and water is being thrown on us, and you know it just it 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 was so much play involved. Yeah. It, it just it it had, um, I don't know, just you know just. Talking to the carrot, just you know, um, the working with every character actor in Hollywood that you knew immediately who that was because you'd seen him, you know, hundreds or her hundreds of times, right? And 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 you know, uh, uh, having that honor to uh, to work with people like Fritz Feld and. Um, no, I mean you know Michael Rennie, of course, and uh, oh, yeah. these amazing people. Uh, you know, just uh, and sitting and listening to them tell stories to each other. Yeah. And Jonathan, oh, who was it that? He, oh, I the Space Beauty. Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, the actor. They were both eating up the scenery like crazy, <laughs> and I thought. I don't know who's going to win this this battle, but they both are like chewing everything up, and uh, it, it, you know it was just 
I just learned, you know, I just learned so much, and, and I just had so much fun doing it. And uh, I mean, sometimes it was hard. I mean, it was a long day. Oh, Many course, days were yeah. long. And, uh, you know, I'd be sitting around a lot because they would schedule me to come in and I would have maybe one or two scenes, but they weren't sure when they were going to do it. And and, um, and so I'd be waiting around for, uh, you know, it seemed like hours. But, uh, you know, I'd walk around to the different, st- I'd walk around 20th and go to Peyton Place because um, hmm. wow. I dated Ryan O'Neill in high school and. Huh. And and uh, uh, so you know, I'd go and see him, and and uh, we would, you know, and I would just walk around and, and see what was going on in the various sets, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, they'd come running, "Where are you? Where are you?" <laughs> and I, yeah. I'd you know check in, of course, and and uh, or they'd come and find me. Now, back in the eighties, nineties, there was there was talk of doing a either a. a, a a new series of it or or a movie with with all of you in it um was that true or you know you read a lot of things on the internet and you really don't know what happened oh no that was absolutely true that was true and it was in the um uh, early uh i think it was 2003 and then, but then Jonathan passed away right and nbc was doing it i have the script for it and it's a beautiful script i mean it's just moving and and uh, uh, really lovely. Uh, of course, you know, in the Blu-ray, uh, we we um, do Billy's script that he wrote 35 odd years ago, and um, uh, and where Mark and I, have, you know, uh, married and have have a child, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, uh, so uh, and and uh, you know, I think that 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 was beautifully realized for for uh, for my character. It's too bad the they duty. didn't do it. It's too bad because I mean the movie they did that the that they tried to oh, redo is yeah. it's not lost in space. They could have called it anything. <laughs> exactly. I that's what I say. Yeah. Um yeah, it it wasn't lost in space. It was something else. Yeah. And you know, they I, I don't know, they chose to do that because they said they didn't want they wanted it to be more modern and darker. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it, all of us that remember the show are looking for the show. We're not looking yeah. for to go and, you know, with just the name and then go see it and then say, well, that wasn't lost in space. It was right, something right. different. Than... Well, I, you know, I guess they wanted to follow more the the first year of the, of the show yeah. where, where it was more serious. And... Um, uh, I did like that they made the women stronger and educated and mm-hmm. independent and, um, you know, more so than we, we did on the show. But, you know, that was just, you know, generational. Right. That was the 60s. I mean. Yeah. And um, uh, and the, the guy who wrote it wrote that beautiful mind. I mean, you know, come on. Yeah. So, you know, um, he, you know, he, when I talked with him, he, you know, he, he, Told me what he had planned for, you know, for the show. But what what was odd was that they had us doing these cameos, and then they didn't have Bill do uh, his part. You know, he should, he could have played. You know, he could have played the the, the son. He could have mm-hmm. played, you know, as a grown up. And um, you know, and and Jonathan. Well, they just should have had all of us. Let's right, just, yeah, they let's should've. just put that uh, that to rest. Yeah. They just should have had all of us in the movie, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, uh, it would have. I think. I think it would have been much more successful. And we, you know, they and they could have brought us back to Earth, and they could have then, you know, shipped out a, another family. Right. Yeah. 
But there is talk about uh, Netflix doing, you know, re- remaking it. With some of you, or no? Unfortunately, oh. <laughs> I wish. I don't know. I think it's still. In, I think it's still in in the works. I know it's still in the works. Yeah, well, that's so, true. So I mean, uh, Kevin Burns is is um, I think working oh, working okay. hard to to bring it about. And who knows? We might have something. You know, we just have to get the fans to say we want the cast. We want the cast. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's. If, if you're going to call it Lost in Space, it's got to have some connection with you guys. I mean, Thank you. <laughs> you know, otherwise, like I say, call it something else, and, and it may be a right. great show, but it's right. not Lost in Space. You know. Well, I, my granddaughter is a wonderful actress, and she's gorgeous, and she's going to New York Film Academy right now. But you know, I, I, I think she, she, she should be Judy. I mean, she should be the new, the new cast member mm-hmm. if she, if she, if that's what she wants, of course. But uh, she's she's just astounding, and uh, and her boyfriend Cody, Cody is another wonderful actor, and and um, I love watching all of these young people who are really taking their craft seriously, mm-hmm. how hard they work, and um, you know they're they're ambitious, but at the same time they're doing it for love, they're doing it for um, because they really enjoy the craft. And, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, I, I've done a lot of career days with yep. my granddaughter and mm-hmm. my daughter and, and uh, at schools. And I have people coming up to kids coming up to me saying, oh, I want to be an actor. I want to be an actress. And, um, and uh, I say, well, okay. And I hand them like three pages of what I've written about all the things that you need to do. And it's all in preparation. It's taking dance. It's taking body. It's taking voice. It's taking, you know, um, uh, uh, of course, always acting, always doing um, classes and and uh, and theater and you know and working whenever you can, doing whatever you can, learning about everything in in film and in um, and in theater. Uh, you know, because it doesn't cost you any money. There's plenty of theaters here, yeah. in in at least in Los Angeles, where you can go to uh, to learn your craft, and uh, you know, uh, uh, small theaters. Yeah. But uh, you know, so many people aren't willing to do that. They'll say, "Oh no, I don't want to do that. I just want to. I just want to act." Right. Yeah. I want to be a star. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, "No, no, no, no. It doesn't work that way." You know, you have to. Maybe for some people it does, um, but uh, most people. It's uh, the craft of acting is in is exactly that. It's the it's a craft, and you have to. Uh, uh, there are so many things to find out about. You know how to how to figure out how to create a character and yeah. how to how to mold it and 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 change it and find you know fine fine tune it, and um, and that's the exciting part of acting. Uh, and communicating, then, then finally, it, it's it's in, um, it's like uh, one of the things in acting that um, I tell people in uh, that I coach. You don't, you know, just break down and cry, cry, cry. Um, you have to, you have to allow the audience to feel for you. You have to. There are things that you have to hold back. You want to. There's a kind of mystery that you have to keep, and 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 allow the allow your 
your audience to feel it. And, uh, and, uh, and I think all the great actors do that. And, um, you know, you, you don't show it all at once. You don't express it all at once. And, uh, but, but that's, that, that's, a, takes a long time to learn. Yeah. And, yeah. and fine tune. So. You mentioned uh, a career day. Now I can imagine, you know, one kid says, oh, well, I've got the, my mother, she's a secretary. And then somebody else says, you know, I've got my father, he's a mechanic. And then. Your, your daughters or granddaughters, when they were in school, says, "I've got Judy Robinson from Lost in Space." <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, you know, I for I don't think it's that easy, you know, because um, especially for my daughter, I think that was harder for her mm, yeah, because uh, her identity. Although I have to tell you, I would go on auditions with her when she became a teenager. And they they'd look at me, and then they'd look at her, and they'd say, "Who is this?" And uh, but she didn't want any part of show business. Uh, um, but uh, I, you know, I, in a way, it was you know, um, it was exciting. I met my granddaughter, especially. I mean, uh, she she always tells people, and and um, at the New York Film Academy, there, uh, it, it's just a great school, and. Uh, when I went to meet with them, um, the uh, head of the uh, uh, admissions, I knew him from, he had been a casting director. And so I knew him. And so he was so lovely. And he, he came and took my daughter and her, and her boyfriend uh, aside and talked to us for an hour. Wow. And just, um, uh, so that was a benefit. You know, right, to, yeah. have, to have that contact. Oh, yes. But uh, he did. He did ask them. Uh, he said, "Do you know the average income of uh, actors?" And you're, you know, in Hol- in Hollywood, and and uh, they said, "Oh, yeah, two hundred thousand." He uh, he said, uh, "No, six six thousand. Yeah, yeah. Everybody hears said, the, the big ones. <laughs> yeah, right. And and uh, and they both gulped. And he said, it, I just want you to know that it's not an easy road. Right. And Definitely. that it is a lot of work. So New York Film Academy doesn't allow anyone to work while they're, while they're going to, the, to school hmm. because it's a, almost a seven-day-a-week uh, job. Wow. I mean, a, a school. And, uh, and it's their job. Hmm. And that is to learn everything there is about about the filming, about yeah. cameras, about and movement and acting and voice and I mean it's everything. I wish I had many ways. I wish I had to do it all over again because that's what I would do. Hmm. Well, Mata, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Okay. Taking us away from your acting, your painting, and everything else, your appearances that you do. Um, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Ah, uh, well, I have to say that my favorite movies of the past are Zorba the Greek. Ah, uh, yes. Um, um, Dr. Strangelove. Mm-hmm. I, I think almost all of Stanley Kubrick's movies. Um, uh, television, of course, we've mentioned Twilight Zone and Outer Limits. Yeah, um, good ones. <laughs> uh, and I loved Star Trek. I loved Star Trek, and I still do. Um, 
the uh, now <laughs> I I love vinyl. I mean, it, it is a crazy ass show. I mean, it is rock and roll, drug, sex, and rock and roll. Um, but uh, Bobby Cannavale mm-hmm. is just amazing. Yeah, his, we had PJ his, Byrne on the show from from that that TV show. He oh, was on my show. He was a guest on my show. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh my gosh, it it's just it's it's um, it's explosive. And uh, you know it's an over way it's over the top, but and I love Homeland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love a lot of. You're going to yawn about this, but I love all the PBS uh, shows. I love the documentaries. I love. Uh, I just watching the Irish Rebellion because uh, this is the uh, 100th anniversary, and. Um, I you love into Downton Abbey and and all of those shows. Uh, Downton Abbey, yeah, it's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I like the mystery shows. I like, I like all the, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, murder murders and the, you know, the uh, uh, sort of a- a- Agatha Christie Christ- style. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, you know, uh, I like, um, oh, oh, and I like Prey. There's a show called Prey. Oh, there was one called um, uh, Spy. It was on the BBC. Whoa, that was such a good show. Mm. Uh, it was with the guy who played in the James Bond, recent James Bond film. He, he played the guy who does all the gadgets. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, oh, he's a wonderful actor. I've forgotten his name, but... Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I... And I... I've traveled a lot. I've traveled to India a lot. So, of course, I liked, you know, Marigold Hotel. and Oh, and I loved, um, oh, uh, the Istanbul, no, what was it? Um, oh, that quirky, quirky movie, Wes Anderson movie. I like him. Um, that won the Academy Award last year. What was it called? The Joy or? Uh, no. Before that, um, American Hustle or? No, no, it was after that. After that? Anyway, uh, you know, it, uh, um, it, I just, I like quirky movies. I like movies that, and I like character-driven movies, too. I mean, I like movies that have, you know, that have a, a different style to them, that have, um, uh, that are very stylized. Um, or I like movies that are very character-driven and very realistic, like Room. Oh my gosh, Brie Larson was amazing. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, just and in Spotlight, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I uh, so that you know, I, I I I don't go to that many movies, uh, but when I do, it's usually you know movies that uh, are character-driven. I'm I'm not a big fan of of things like Transformers or the Marvel comic mm-hmm. yeah. uh, things, although I think that they have. In their own right, an amazing, um, uh, uh, you know, presentation. Uh, I love Stan Lee. I met Stan Lee a couple of times, and and just just adored him. Um, and, and in fact, um, uh, Jerry Conway, uh, who worked with Stan Lee for a long time, um, and developed uh, you know a variety of characters, um, uh, and helped to. Uh, Develop uh, Spider-Man. Um, he's a, a friend of mine, and uh, his wife has written um, a show that I just a pilot that I just uh, did called Ageless, 
about uh, three three women uh, of a certain age who are talk about quirky. Oh my goodness, Laura Laura Conway, like this wonderful, spacey, beautiful woman who just writes uh, just these great lines that that are dark and 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 edgy, but at this at very Cohen Brothers style. Yeah. yeah. But oh, I love Cohen Brothers. That's another. I love Brother Arthur. I thought that was one of the funniest movies I had ever seen. But again, it's very stylized. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but <laughs> George Clooney and the oh, I, I he's he's perfection, absolute perfection. So uh, yeah, those are the kinds of movies I like and television I like. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole time we've been talking. I can hear Judy oh, good. <laughs> talking, and it, it's like, wow, it's Judy. <laughs> I know, you know, I read at church, I'm a lector, and mm-hmm. I teach lectures there as well in, at St. Monica, um, in uh, St. Monica's Church in in, uh, in Santa Monica, and um, and people will say, you know, I'm sitting at the back of the church, and all of a sudden I hear this voice, I know this voice, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll say, that's Judy Robinson. How can right. she be? <laughs> Who is that person? Why is she up there? <laughs> uh, well, Mara, I appreciate you doing this so much. It's, it's an honor to have you on the show. Well, and I thank wanna, you. I want to make sure that everybody who is in the San Francisco Bay Area, if they go to Moraga at the New Ream Theater on April 16th, they'll be able to see some Irwin Allen shows on the big screen in a theater. Okay. And you'll be there. Gary Conway will be there from Land of the Giants. And it's going to be a great time. And uh, it's, uh, I, I thank you so much for sharing with us. Well, you know, I've had such a good time. And I thank you. And um, I can't, you know, I love doing these shows. I love meeting people. And I love talking with people. I like to hear their stories. And um, um, and I, I, I do hope that people will come and, uh, and we'll have a good chat, as you and I did. Thank you so much for having me on the show. A big thank you going out to Mata Kristen for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, I know last week I had told you when we interviewed Tony Tennille that uh, this week's guest was going to be a musical guest. But... Because of, uh, you know, schedules and changes and things like that, Marta's making an appearance, so we had to make sure we got that on before, and uh, we had her this week, and we'll have uh, musical guests uh, next week, as far as I know, <laughs> unless unless things change again. But, uh, so that's why some of you might be wondering why I said a musical guest last week. Uh, that's why it's uh, it's always hard to tell you who's the next guest because if somebody pops in and says, "Hey, I have something going on, and it's next week, can you get me on there?" So, you know, we we change things around to accommodate our guests. But uh, be sure to check Marta if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area. Just go to Maraca, California, on, on April sixteenth. And she's going to be there. Gary Conway, who was a guest here at On Screen and Beyond a while back, and he was from Land of the Giants. He's going to be there. So it's going to be a great evening. You sh- you definitely want to check this out. And they're going to be there. They'll be doing talks and uh, Q&As and things like that. So uh, two great people. Check them out at uh, the New Ream Theater in Moraga, California, on April 16th. So that's uh, that's about it this week. Uh, if you are... A- 
on Facebook, be sure to like us. And if you are uh, giving us a suggestion or want to give us a suggestion, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love hearing from you. Love your emails and everything else. And be sure to tell a friend. And uh, we've got uh, all kinds of great guests. Over 405 people have joined us here at On Screen and Beyond. So just go into on, go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to our rerun section. They are all there. If you're on iTunes, um, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird because uh, I'll go to iTunes and the first 100 won't be there. Uh, so uh, then someone else will say, oh, yeah, I can see it. So I, I don't know what's going on. But uh, anyways, you can get them on iTunes, most of them. And if not, you can go to onscreenandbeyond.com. You can get every single episode of On Screen and Beyond. And uh, a lot of fascinating guests. So check it out. And that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.